going on, Chris? What's up, Scott? It's good to be back. Yeah, welcome back. You missed last episode. I did. One. I did. I listened to it, and I don't know if I can top that. I don't know. I, um, you're going to have to try to top uh, Cammy's Suicide Prevention Hotline. So why don't we start with that? Let's see. There well, we go. like the voice. You can call 1-800-273-TALK. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255, and press 1 for veterans. Or you can text TALK, T-E-L-K, to 741-741. Uh, you can also text HELP, BLUE. Uh, pretty much, I think if you text anything to 741-741, uh, yeah, someone will respond to you. I think I think it's just it, it just sends you to a certain person. Yeah. You know, so. Or my personal favorite. What is that? 911. That would and then be correct. You get a, a wonderful person who actually cares about you who's going to answer the phone. Exactly. So yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I'm sorry I missed the last episode with uh, Jerry and Cammy. That was definitely a uh, very good episode. You know what? They, they're great people, and if you know, you've heard about, uh, if you actually heard the podcast, you'll hear how we were introduced to Jerry. Um, and it's actually a pretty funny story. So I, I would recommend going back and listening to it. Um, Chris, where were you that night? Why couldn't you be here? Where was I? That I, was swing, I... batter, batter, batter. You went to the Sox. Oh, game? I was at yeah. So I was at the Red Sox game, and then I ended up. I did. Oh, uh, what else did I do? I went to the Red Sox game. I did uh, Boston Calling. Boston... Was, that, was that Boston Calling? That no, night? it was a uh, pop up. Pop up brew tour for Lord Hobo Brewery That's out what of was, uh, yeah. Woburn. Which uh, we'd like to. Why don't you plug them? Seeing that they're now the official beverage supplier of. So. Uh, what we do with our couples cooking classes, uh, Chef Michelle, uh, on the menu, we pair the food that we make that day with a three different beverages. So you have beer, wine, and some type of a, like a spiked seltzer or something like that. Or a spirit, depending, or a spirit, yeah. depending yep. on uh, what we're making. So uh, Lord Hobo, I've met some friends over there, and I know somebody who... Uh, works for that company, and they are giving us now, uh, it's like eight or nine cans, I think it's 12 cans max, yep. of uh, beer for each of our cooking classes. So it's uh, once a month that nice. they give it, and the one that we did last time, they gave us um, their angelic blood, I want to say it's blood orange, but it's not blood orange. It, yeah, it was like that um, like that colorful orb in the sky beer that's yeah. out there that's real seasonal, and they drop an orange in it. But um, which it was tasty. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. Um, so, and where are they located? They're lo- they're local. They're right Rico. in right in Woburn. Yeah, Woburn, Mass. Uh, they have a website. Uh, I'm sure it's LordHoboBrewing.com. <laughs> Wild guess, but it's uh, easy to get to. It's um, right off of 93 exit 36. Oh, nice. Uh, in Woburn. Is that Cummings property down there by Unicorn Park and stuff? Uh, close, but n- yeah. you're going the other way. Oh, okay. So as soon as you get off the highway, you want to go up towards where the Wendy's is. And uh, at the set of lights, go straight through, and it's your second left. Oh, nice. Okay. It's literally in a dead-end road that looks like it's residential. Oh, nice. You can't miss it. There's Just look for the road that has all the cars parked on it. Yep. Uh, you'll find it. So fun fact about um, beer drinkers that the show, because I'm a whiskey drinker. So beer drinkers don't realize this, but... Um, Corona was never intended to be drinking with a lime. You get that, right? Yeah. Because it's supposed to be in Mexico when Corona was uh, invented and first distributed. They used to put the lime in there to keep the flies from going inside. Now, funny, fun story about Blue Moon. The orange is not supposed to be inside of it. It was there to garnish it to make it look attractive. Interesting. But see, 
as a Jack Daniels drinker, I don't put any fruit in my drink. I believe it should just be whiskey. You want to know another fun fact about Corona? What's it's that? the only beer that uh, people who have celiac disease can drink. No, is it McUltra? Another one? Uh, nope, I'm pretty sure it's only Corona. Oh. I don't know. I don't have either, but I'll still stick to Jack Daniels. So, uh, so w- let's uh, let's talk about some. We'll, we'll talk about some good stuff first, and then we'll get into a, a story that aggravated a really. It really made me mad. Um, and we're gonna go for that no swearing thing this year. Uh, you know this podcast. But so start with um, what's that? The USS New York. Yes, the USS New York, the one that has the uh, part of the steel from the wreckage of the World Trade Center. So, yeah, you were telling me about that. You said something like seven and a half tons of steel was located on Staten Island, they believe came from the South Tower, right? And what did they do with that? They cast it? So they casted it and uh, used it for the bow stem. Oh, the bow stem. That's the part of the boat that actually cuts water. Correct. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Look, see, we do that. You know your ships. I know your ships. Uh, Hey, listen, all the Navy listeners would be proud right now. They would. That's that's probably, um, probably a question in an academy or something. Yeah, for maybe. the Navy. So probably, you know. But you want to know something else that I uh, learned about it? So okay. they have a one particular thing that they have. Uh, it's a firefighter's helmet mm-hmm. that was pulled from the wreckage oh, that they cool. ended up finding. Yeah. And it is in above one of the most used hallways on the ship. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah. it's on a steel plaque and everything else with the helmet. And so it kind of commemorates what the ship was actually named for. So obviously U- USS New York from September 11th attacks in 2001. Um, and it also remembers you, it reminds you of why we're doing what we're doing. Exactly. You know, kind of like when, you know, not not to, I don't know if this is a good analogy, like when uh, football players are about to go on the field and they hit the sign of the championships that were before them as a recognition of yeah. why they're there and what they're doing and paying homage to the people that came before them. So I, I actually think that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that, I think that's amazing. The other thing that is uh, kind of neat about it is every day uh, they do a daily prayer. Yeah. So no matter what your religious beliefs are, I'm sure they take care of it all for mm-hmm. you. Um, but included in that prayer is somebody who died that day on September 11th. Oh wow, um, that's moving. So the whoever is saying that prayer gives mentions the person's name, mm-hmm. may give a fact about them that they found out. Um, and, you know, once again, as you said, it's why the ship was made, mm-hmm. why it's called the USS New York, yeah, and for what the, you know, why they have that ship. Yeah. Obviously, it's a sad reason. It's because of you know the attacks on the Trade Center and mm-hmm. um, everything else on nine eleven, but. Yeah. I mean, they're at least putting the steel, as bad as it sounds, at least they're putting it to good use. Yeah. And it's not going to waste. You know what? I think that's awesome. Awesome. I almost said, um, but I think it's amazing because think of it. That's the first part of the ship that breaks the water that's heading towards danger. Not just that. You know, bring in the fight. Not just that. It was built in the United States. Nice. No Chinese steel here. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the stuff that doesn't come from China. Oh, look at that thing. That's one of those stealthy-looking ones, too. Yeah, so if you Google USS New York and look at the pictures of it, That's beautiful. they're unbelievable. It's gorgeous. It's got a couple of those Osprey um, we'll take a look on the back and Take stuff. a look at nice. the two stacks that they have. Oh, it looks like the Twin Towers. In one shorter than the other yep. by just a little bit. It looks like one has the observation tower. Like Exactly. That's really—they had a lot of good planning went into that, huh? That's wicked nice. There's so, a lot of good symbols. I don't know. It sailed on the uh, Hudson. It was mm-hmm. back in 
I don't know, I think it was 2009, yeah. um, where they made their actual voyage. But this, the article that I found came out only, I want to say, only a few months ago. So that ship's already been commissioned. It's been going around. Yeah. I was going to say, because it's strange that there was never a USS New York. I mean, there's a USS um, Massachusetts. There's the Arizona. There's, you know, yep. the Los Angeles, the California. I mean, so I'm actually glad that that came out before, because now it's like they name them after presidents. And no offense to any president that's out there now, but I think that, I think there should be 50, 50 ships out there with, with state names on them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And have a little pride. Absolutely. I don't know if we did we talk about this before. Remember the the conversation I had with uh, the two sailors on Veterans Day last year? So there were World War Two ve- uh, veterans. They were both sailors. One was on the Los Angeles. Oh, the one and- where the two guys were fighting <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> yeah, and one oh. was on the USS Ticonderoga. And I had and said one to them, bit somebody was going something about like I bailed you out or something. Yeah, like I that. said I go whose ship's better? And the guy from Tiger uh, Ticonderoga says my ship was better. And the guy from Los Angeles goes, Why'd we have to bail you out so much? But he used the, the F language. So when you hear 90-year-old guys swearing at each other, it's actually very comical. And it's good to see that pepper them. You know Absolutely. That. So, yeah, uh, that was good. I, when I was uh, listening to that conversation, mm-hmm. I couldn't – I was just sitting back, relaxing. I had my cup of coffee in my hand, and I'm looking at these two guys going, well, this is going to get good. I'm glad I don't have amazing. a few hours left. It was great. I, I thought it was awesome to just to hear that. And you know what? And, and for us to hear it was good because now – when those guys die, they take that with them, you know, unless they write a book or yeah. told a grandchild something. But, you know, so just to hear that, I was honored to hear, you know, the bickering. You know, I thought that was fun. I thought so. it was great. And didn't somebody else, like, chime in on that, too? Yeah, somebody they chimed in to, on uh... it. And then they both put him in his place because he was on some frigid, uh, frigate and then then he was in a, some, like, air-conditioned tower in Cuba yeah. or something as some— Radio technician, yeah, they get, let him have it, which was kind of funny too. Uh, and then he uh, ended up turning his, I think it was his wheelchair around, and yeah, then yeah, continued and then got, to yeah. color. Yep, <laughs> that well, was awesome. That uh, was absolutely awesome. So, uh, what about we were talking about earlier? Um, oh, actually, I'm going to talk about this. And I'm going to fill you in. So, there is a movie that I, that I watched uh, thanks to Jerry Richardson, and I just first time. It's called Sergeant Will Gardner, and it's the guy from. Um, 13 Hours, it's, his name's Max, he's an actor, I, I, last name's, excuse me, but he's the red-headed actor, he's always in okay. war movies. He was in um, Army Wives, he's been in tons of movies. So it's about, Sergeant Will Gunn is a homeless veteran that does side work. And it's not, it's not based on anybody, I don't believe, to be a true story. But what happens is, he's got post-traumatic stress, he's homeless, he does side jobs for money, daily money. But this guy's like a real humble dude. When he see, meets another homeless person, he gives him the money that he just earned. Like, real good story. Steals a motorcycle that this guy rips him off. He does a bunch of day work for him. Steals his motorcycle and just decides he wants to just start going cross country. And it's actually a really good movie. So if you have Netflix, it's Sergeant Will Gardner. G-A-R-D-N-E-R. So if you're looking for a feel-good movie that's kind of got some, you know, and it also touches on the post-traumatic stress, you know, because, and also dealing with the loss of uh, your comrades in arms. So, it was there was a lot of good meaning to it, but it had some, you know, entertainment factors to it. Do you got the guy's name, Max? I was looking. I can't. Uh... Yeah, I'll find him. But if as soon as I say his name, you guys, go, I don't know who he is. But um, so want to talk about Abington Police, the town of Abington? Yeah. So uh, it was back in. I'm trying to think of when it was a few months back, not even a year ago now. Um, there was an Abington police officer. Unfortunately, he 
um, took his own life. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it hit a lot of people specifically in the town, obviously his family, uh, and then the police, police community, it was, you know, tough. Um, the selectmen have hired an independent investigator into looking how the police department is managed and operated. Yep. Um, and a specific selectman told um, Fox 25 was the one that is pu- that published this article that the residents, the police department itself, and the town as a whole, they need answers. Yeah. The only thing that really makes it mad for me is the fact that I'm trying to I'm pull up the article now, right? And it's not... All right, so it's saying, okay, Sergeant Alex Caracos. Yes, thank you. Okay, um, it's saying his mother, she talked to the, the uh, Brockton Enterprise about this and, and said that, yeah, they want answers. They want to know if it was avoidable, which we talk about this. We said that, you know, yeah, it's avoidable because there are signs and symptoms, and we've talked about this too, and, you know, and, and it's like we're beating a dead horse at this point, but we're really not um, because it, it is very crucial that you see these, especially with promotional like after promotions, suicide because of the stress levels and the way that most guys you get promoted and what shift do you go on? Some people can hand stress, handle stress mm-hmm. better than others, yep. but at the same time, you know, everybody needs that outlet. I don't care how well you handle stress. Yeah. Yep. You need either somebody to talk to or you need just a day to yourself. Yeah. You know, no family, no friend. Just have a day to yourself. Yeah. You know, treat yourself to uh, like a shopping spree. I don't know. Go yeah. But I mean, and this is sports and like, games. And this is like I said, we we like uh, Boston Twenty Five. They're the ones that did the behind the badge um, segment that we talked about Bur- earlier. Burden of the badge. Burden oh, of burden the badge. of the badge. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but I mean, it's like I said. I think the town it says here that they've allotted thirty grand for the police management to have uh, an operations analysis to see if they possibly could get rid of that. So, I think that's your phone. Is it really? Well, that's pretty cool. If you heard that awesome, chimey little happy music, that was uh, not intended, but it was still good. Um, so. But but what's it called? Alex's um, mother said that she's been learning suicide's way too common among police officers in the U.S. And, you know, she's not wrong. No, no. She's I, not wrong. We've, I mean, I, and I can honestly say people who have heard or listened to the podcast were probably astonished at the fact that there are more suicide, death by suicide for police officers than there is a line of duty suicide. I mean, sorry, line of duty deaths. So, I mean, honestly, I, when until you're you're involved with it, you, and it, same thing with me, same thing with you. Until it hits home, you really, you, you you really don't have a clue. You know, it's you know, and and that goes about any subject really until you're affected by it. It's true. Yeah. Uh, um, it's true, and I mean, even then, you see more. Not so common with firefighters, I guess. More along the lines of corrections, military. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not hitting, uh, hitting firefighters in any way, shape yeah. or form, but you know, it just, yeah, I mean, and, and, and we're not playing that off. There's, they still have, well, once too many, but they still have a large amount. Um, but I think their, their coping mechanism with it's a little different. So uh, before I go to the feel good story of the so, day. I just want to touch upon this. So as of today, May 30th, 2019, there have been 83 law enforcement officers that have taken their lives. And that's just in 2019. Yeah. 
But since 2016, mm-hmm. there have been 554 law enforcement suicides that have been reported. That have been reported. That are known of. And what was 2017? It was like 163. It was like, I think 163. Yeah. And it shot up that much? So right now, we're not even, we're only five months into 2019. Two days will be June, yeah. And we're already at 83. When you look at that, that's what, 15 a day? Yeah. Or 15 a month? Yeah, 15 a day. God, hope not. Yeah. Um, 15 a month? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Rentham, Massachusetts, uh, U.S. Army officer who served in Vietnam, Daniel McIsaac, uh, he had died. He was 75 years old. As his family were gathering over Memorial Day weekend for his funeral, uh, a, a POS broke into his house. Um, this really really kind of made me mad. And it turned out that what happened was the guy had known that the through, through public obituary that he knew what the funeral date was. So he knew that nobody would be at the house. And he went in and broke in and stole a bunch of stuff. However, the great thing is, is Franklin police, next town over, uh, they arrested the guy. And I'm not going to say his name because I'm not giving him any any notoriety, nothing. Um, so he's from Stoughton. Supposedly he was looking for a leisure drive, you know, find a place to go to the bathroom. But that's not the thing. He did case it. They had uh, they found a notebook where the guy had been cased in other places in a bunch of different towns, uh, Rentham, Foxborough, Taunton, Canton, Hingham. So there's a little kind of FYI, if uh, you have a loved one who passes away and you're all going to be someplace, have somebody keep an eye on your home because criminals are starting to do a lot of research. They're starting to plan this stuff. And, you know, so what I would recommend is you can call the police and you can tell them to do a well-being check on the re- or a property check on the residents. So how many times do you get those? You know, I've seen a drastic increase in that. Mm-hmm. And somebody mentioned the other day, they're like, yeah, you know, my dad was very well known through town. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, so what, how can I help you today? So she mentioned that he passed away, and I was like, oh, you know, sorry for your loss. Yeah. And she was like, I'm looking to see how the police department can help me because everybody knows where he lives, and nobody's going to be at the house, and we're in the process of cleaning it out, and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up sending her down to somebody from the command staff, let them kind of mm-hmm. iron it out. But we're getting more and more calls about that. It's one of those uh, things that just yeah, absolutely, it, it happens. I mean, know what? Now this now this scumbag, right? And uh, you know what? I'm sorry, but that's the best word I can use to describe him. So they did a quarry check, and they went back in his history. He has 45 previous charges against him. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah. I, well, how many? How many are you supposed to have? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I just, uh, you know, you see more and more people with larceny stuff or with burglary stuff, and it's just. It's getting out of hand, the amount of people that just get away with this. So I don't know if there was some type of a drug thing going on there, because that's usually what motivates people to steal things, is uh, they need to pay for things. Yeah, typically, like, expert of desperation. But even the things that are, like, off-color, or, or you sit there and you question humanity over, like this stuff. I mean, come on, seriously. These people are already going through enough with losing a family member. Yeah. Now they're supposed to come home to this? And, um, you know, it just, it's unbelievable. But now on to a, I guess, a positive side of a breaking in story. Did you hear what happened in Marlboro? No, what happened in Marlboro? <laughs> the uh, guy who came home and his house was spotless. What? Someone broke in and cleaned it? Yeah. Come on. He thinks he left the back door unlocked. Yeah. 
and a cleaning company he thinks came in. Now, he has cameras inside of his house. Yeah. None of them worked. Wow. So do you think it do you think it was probably like an not like an inside job of somebody doing something like really good for the guy? It's him and it's his kid. That is it. Really? And he so as soon as he came in, he felt something was kind of off. And lemony smelling. <laughs> yeah. But he says my all the beds were made. Yeah. The toilets were cleaned. Yeah. He goes his son's room was Literally spectacular. There weren't toys every place. They were all placed really? like in things. All the stuffed animals were on the bed tucked in. He goes, yep. and then I go to the bathroom and there's rose flowers made out of toilet paper. Yeah, they do that at my house too. Actually, oh. it's so easy to do. Really? Oh, yeah, I'll show you. It, I can't even describe how to do it. It's so Listen, if I can do it, then anybody can do it. Uh, so, you know, that's just a funny one of breaking yeah. in. But they don't know exactly who, if what exactly happened. But yeah. they think it was a... Uh, a cleaning company that just went to the wrong house. Went to the wrong house. And things. You know what the funny thing is? Is his cameras could have been not working for the longest time, but he didn't realize that until now. That's, he ex- the that's exactly own, right? what it was. Yeah. So here's another good feel-good story. Uh, this is coming out of the UK. Um, a 94-year-old World War II veteran. Uh, his name was Harry Reid. He was 20 when he was uh, when he was sent into the battlefields of northern France. Uh, oh, so, yeah, June 6, 1944. He actually. Uh, skydived into Normandy for the mark of the 75th anniversary of D-Day. I think that's awesome. That is pretty cool. That's wicked cool. There's actually a video online of it, and the guy's smiling the whole time, which I think it's I think it's great. So he said it. Uh, he said they asked him why he why he did it, and he thought, why not do it again? So he said it was a stupid thing to do, but why not? Right. So. I just I think that was great, and it's funny as they said that after the World War, after World War II, when he came home, he actually joined the Salvation Army, and actually retired out of that as a Salvation Army guy, which is kind of cool too, because they do a lot of good things for people. Huh. Yeah. You want to keep going with the good stuff? You'll be uh, happy. Or? Let's uh let's tune it back a little bit to uh, go over some of the one of the other. Uh, bad ones. That way we can wrap up with all the good stuff. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you know, so. We made you kind of go down. Yeah. And then a, now a, we brought you back up. It's like an emotional roller coaster. And then guess what? Now we're just going to hit you right again. Yeah. And this time it's going back into the, the suicide thing. Yeah. And you know how the Abington mother of the fallen officer stated mm-hmm. that it's more and more, she's finding that it's more common for police suicides. Yeah. Well, the top Marine, a com, uh, Commandant General, Robert Neller for the U.S. Marines, is finding that there's zero shame to admitting you have a problem. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing a lot of light to this. So obviously he's the top Marine in the United States. Yeah. One of the top ones. So like he's like, in, in their eyes, the Marines, he's like the baddest of the bad, in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. So he says active duty suicides rates in the Navy and the Marine Corps have reached a 10-year high last year. Yeah. So what that means is that 77 active duty and reserve Marines died by suicide in 2018. Yeah, and then they said, what was it, 354 attempted it? Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. There's, and like I said, there's so much. Think about it. Think about now how much is in place compared to what is... You know, then, you know what I mean? True. A lot has come full circle to, you know, trying to find this. But we talk about it all the time. 
we talk about it's just guys are just afraid to get help. They're afraid of, you know, the stigma, you know? You know, and he stated that that's pretty much an entire rifle company worth of Marines. That's ridiculous, yeah. That's that's kind of, that's, that's huge. Lot. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. And, you know, let, let's just be clear up front that there's zero shame in admitting that one's struggling in life. Yeah. Trauma, shame, guilt, uncertainty about the future, asking for help. Honestly, ask for help. Talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, try a program that we provide free of charge for veterans, first responders, and military. Um, yeah. You know, and or just try something different yeah. uh, to see if you don't want to go to a therapist, or you don't want to go to the doctor, find one of your best friends. Talk to them. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they're in the same boat as you. You know, I, yep. I mean, you see it more and more with people coming back. And um, once again, there's zero shame. Yeah, oh, I agree. It, and that's the thing is it's like we uh, we recently were just um, reached out to by the wife of um, a first responder whose husband is at the point now where he's saying, you know what, I need help. So he's reached out to us. We've put some things in place where he's actually going to get um on a week from today is actually going to get evaluated and hopefully get into their program, which would be great. So he actually started a campaign. Oh, he did. It's called, and the title of it is protect what you've earned campaign. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Which, you know, the quick gist of it is that too often the problem is tied to like alcohol um, and sometimes other things. And he's tried to spread through his, protect what you've earned campaign mm-hmm. um which is what's at stake if they make a bad decision but you know that also ties into law enforcement fire department ems nurses doctors so medical staff in general we'll just broad scope yeah. it. Yeah. it now think of this if you get arrested for an oui mm-hmm. guess what yeah <laughs> no big deal yeah yeah it as a first responder or, or even a lot of um I mean, think about it. Is as a medical personnel, you you are you have a license. You know, you get no UI, and you actually are now in jeopardy of losing your nurse's license. So I'm not sure how it is with doctors, but it's I know the same I, thing. Okay, I so I have friends that are nurses that have got no UIs, and they literally like they sweat because that's their livelihood's gone. But if you're a carpenter and you get no UI, or an electrician, or you know, or even somebody in IT, somebody who you know whatever. You know, security clearances. Yeah, you, yeah, you get it. You know what? You get a ride to work. You suck it up until your your sentence is over. You lost your license. You pay the fine. You get it back. It's not the same with us, and you know, and, and it puts that's more stress, and you know. Um, yeah. So um, give me something happy. All right, happy. Ready? So hats off to Navy Seaman David Miller from uh, Salem, Mass, uh, New Hampshire. Sorry, Salem, New Hampshire. Um, he was in the Navy. This is on Easter. This is a little ways back, but I just found this. So Easter Sunday, he's in a church in San Diego, and a woman walks into church with a woman, with a 10-month-old baby in one arm and a handgun in the other. Nothing like saying, uh, Happy hey. Easter. Yeah. Hey, baby Jesus, we're glad you're here. Um, so David Miller gets up and bum rushes and tackles her, dis- disables her, takes the gun away. What? I feel like I heard about this. I don't know. I, I, I found this... Uh, Actually, yeah, one of us found it. It was put into a file for us. But, yeah, so I, I read this. So 
he's got an award. He get he got an award for it, which I think is great um, because this is above and beyond. I, I some people get awards and, and people joke about it as like, oh, the army they give out an award for everything. I think you don't get an award for doing your job. I think you get an award for doing above and beyond. This is absolutely one hundred percent above and beyond. So he's getting awarded the Navy and uh, Marine Corps Combination Medal, which is great. I'm not sure what that the equivalency is to the uh, to the Army because I don't know, but I think that's awesome. I think that's great. Great on you for a, a local kid, you know, Salem. It's next town over, New yeah. Hampshire, you know. But yeah, good for him, you know. And and know what the great thing is. So he tackled her. He got the gun away from her. He subdued her until the police came. The police came. They found another handgun in her bra, but nobody was hurt. Huh. Great, right? That's kind of cool. So that's a good story. So here's another good one for you. Okay. I didn't tell you about this, though. So remember how two podcasts ago we talked about the National Heritage Museum in yes. Western Mass with yep. their huge thing? So on my way out to a, another museum in South Grafton. We have friends that work at. Yeah. I... uh went to this heritage museum and just so happened to stop by you didn't even tell me you went no because it was uh, i was you're dead to me i was literally just passing by at this point okay but yeah. i was like you know what? i saw the sign from the highway mm-hmm. i was like nope i need to go i need to see if it's open i need to go check it out yeah so i explained to the guy at the uh front counter on what we did for hidden battles mm-hmm. and he was like oh that that's kind of cool yeah so then i said to him do you mind if i just take a quick peek inside just to see and how you how can you accommodate groups and stuff like that and i go i'm literally i have no time i just want to stop in just check it out real quick yeah i'll be coming back don't worry so he goes yep brought me into a side corner room and it's a glass there's glass that you can see into the museum itself yeah we need to go okay we need a field trip nice it's definitely well well worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, well worth it. Nice. The so, other positive one mm-hmm. is at uh, Legoland in Somerville. Oh, you did tell me about this too. Yeah. So for those just tuning in, the uh, bell means that we've plugged something. Or you should pay attention. Or you can pay attention <laughs> that too. So yeah, we will if we drop if we name drop uh, and we do a uh, a sponsor if we name drop. Um, a particular venue or source of information, then we will hit the bell. Um, so go on, Legoland. They give a law enforcement first responder military discount. Nice. For the entire month of June. Yeah. So June 1st through June 30th. Yeah. 31st? There are 30 days in June? In June? Um, yeah, because um, because there are 31 in May. Yeah, so 30 days in yeah, June. Yeah, okay. Um, that you get a discount. That and cool. all you need is just your ID or some proof that you are a first responder. So that could be a pay stub. That could be somebody's like, oh, can it be my email signature yeah. on my email? Yeah. Honestly, come on. Everybody has an ID. <laughs> But you know, but there are those wackos. You see it on YouTube. You see that the stolen valor guys. And all right, yeah. first of all, here is your public service announcement on stolen valor. Stolen valor only applies if you're trying to get something with the uniform. If you're trying to get something worth monetary value or an upgrade on something or you're trying to get special preferential treatment. If you're wearing, if you're like a Hollywood star and you're wearing a marine jacket and you're walking down, that's not stolen valor. 
Um, you get some people with mental health, health issues that sit on the on park benches wearing, you know, military uniform. You don't know if that uniform came from the homeless shelter or, yeah. or he was friends with a, a, a military person. If he's betraying himself as a veteran, wearing the uniform, begging for money, and he's not that stolen valor, right? So that I think is why you need an an, um, an ID because yeah. there are people even look at the cops. Look at this people who go and buy old Crown Vicks. And put lights in them from So AutoZone. I just saw one on, it came up on a feed. I saw one. It's $4,000 out of Western Mass. Yeah. And for those of you who want to know where Western Mass is, it's Route 2 to the west. Yep. Um, and he's selling it for four grand. It has a cage in the back. Yeah. And all lights. Yeah. But it was. But that's that nut bar that drives around with his own German shepherd in the back barking at people, pulling them over. That has canine and yeah. all that stuff. You know, and that's what I'm talking about. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, people get offended. You go into, like, Under Armour, right, and you go and you can get a discount for yep. a military first responder, right? But they ask for an ID. Exactly. And if you don't have it, then, you know. But then there's other, like, there's the big box hardware stores that actually vet you. You actually have to fill out an application, put it in, then you're in the computer. Same with, that goes the same for, um... Oakley, Oakley standard yep. issue. Yep, exactly. Yep, Oakley does it too. Yeah, then there's a lot of them like that now. GovX. Yep, GovX is great. Vettix.com. Vettix is good too. So here's a great thing. I, I, were you done at I? So now that we just uh, plugged yeah, bang, half bang, of bang, the bang, uh, bang, bang. All right. so, half of the internet. Yeah, so that was your audio <laughs> coupon for the day. All right. So check this out. And this is, I love this uh, because I I do what I do. What is it? The feel good post of the day. I yeah. do music challenge of the day. Because I, I think social media is just so, they get so much negative crap in it. A guy in St. Louis starts a Facebook page to share stories of police good deeds. This guy literally, talk about judging a book by its cover. His The post that he put out there in the cover picture for his Facebook page is him having his car tire changed by a trooper on the road. This guy looks like I Coolio. I saw that. This guy looks like Coolio, right? And he and he so he went out and he did this because you know what? It's great. I think it's great that one it was somebody of this demographic putting it out there because it is it's been shoved down the throat of 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 one particular, you know, group of people, yeah. one, you know, ethnic ethnicity of people. That police are bad, police are bad. But for him to go and do it, it's like this has a little more meaning. It has a little more street cred to it, right? And I th- didn't he ask like different departments, hey, if you have something like yeah. this, share it with me. Yeah, he exactly. said that to the general public as well, yeah. opening it up going, hey, send me your stories. Yeah. I yeah. want to know about it. And this is great because this is what we need. It, it, you know what? The campaign to make police look bad was huge. The campaign to make us look good again, not even make us look good, to show how good we are again. Is awesome, and I think that this this article that's a huge was start. Done, oh, it was, it was enormous, and I mean, I the traction. I, this should gain so much traction. So it's actually called um, "Positive Police Stories," and uh, out of St. Louis. So I definitely will tell you, um, check it out. I, I, I think it's great. I you know because you're going to start to hear more and more the good to- good cop stories. You know, and, uh, and you know, you we said it uh, a few podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. There's two sides to every story. Yeah. And there's also 20 seconds on each side of that same yeah. video that you yeah, watch. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, before you judge on what we do out in, as law enforcement or, you know, EMS, yeah. whatever, there's 20 seconds before and after of listen, that small listen, encounter. You have a twin brother. I, I, have, I have a brother, right? Growing up, what happened? Your father would crack you. He did it. Right? He did it. But then you have to go, what did you do? Like my father. My father, I would hit my brother. 
And my father, my brother would say, well, what did you do to get hit? You know, because I wasn't that kid. And that's that 20 seconds, like you say, it's minute, true. whatever, of that. And that's what I think is great when body cams come out and they're like, oh, wait a minute, we have a rebuttal. So, you know, or you know, on the other side of the coin, body cam comes out and it doesn't lie for the police. It doesn't lie against the police or for the police. It's the truth. It's not a story. It's the truth. And I think it's great. Not so, that I'm a body cam advocate. I'm just saying it, it solves a lot of problems. So one of the uh, gentlemen I work with um, has been testing a body cam for the agency. Yeah. And um, he... Didn't know what he thought of it to start. He was yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, you're getting a body cam, you know, yada yada." He goes, "Listen, I come to work, I do my job, mm-hmm. I write my report exactly how it happens, yeah. and I go home." Yeah. He goes, "The body cam is just going to back up everything that I'm writing." Yeah, exactly. Well, he got called to court the other day. Yeah. Well, body cam footage came into play. Nice. So his report says one thing. Yeah. The female party that is in court that he arrested is saying something completely different. Yeah. Let me put it this way. You cannot shut off that body camera. Yeah. It has to be in the in a uh, charging pack, which is in the cruiser. So what do they do? They take it out and they put it on? Yeah. Because I know there's some departments have them. They're always on, but you just click it when you get to the call. Nope. No? Oh, okay. They These are on mm-hmm. until you put it in the charger in your cruiser. Oh, no kidding. And on duty, you must wear it. Yeah. So, you know, th- oh. when they get to their cruiser, yeah. he puts it on. Mm-hmm. It, and it's on. Oh, oh, for the whole shift. For the whole shift. Oh, I'm thinking like between calls because that was my next thing. I was going to say, wait, what if it's a hot call and you get out and you run? Oh, oh no, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So as soon as okay. they start their shift, they put it on. Yep. At the end of their shift, they put it away. Yeah. So whenever they're in or out of their cruiser, yep. the, only, the only exception is like if you're using the restroom. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's a given. There's an there should e- be a box outside the the bathroom door. Which, there, <laughs> believe it or not, there is. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. So at the uh, at the place that he's out of, there's cases yeah. all over the place, and trust me, you can't yeah. forget that you have it. But the thing, um, is, yeah, the thing is this because nobody wants that. So nobody wants. To well, I put it this that. way: the the body cam footage came into play, mm-hmm. and the lady saying that he altered the film. And that that is not exactly what happened. So what happened? Did he get you know? Did he get uh, Jerry Bruckheimer came in with his uh, production team? So luckily, the uh, prosecutor is very well seasoned. Yeah. Um, Many many years had somebody from Radio Tech. Yeah. Had somebody from IT. Yeah. Had somebody from the body cam company. Mm -hmm. He had about fourteen or fifteen people that can attest to how this body cam works. Yeah, defense rested very quickly. Yeah, I'm surprised that when they said the body cam was coming into footage, they didn't try to, one, suppress it, and when they found out it wasn't suppressed, they didn't green sheet and, you know, take a, a plea. So. And the only reason the judge allowed it was yeah. because of the start of the body cam footage. Good. Was when the yeah. uh, the individual went up to yeah. the car on the stop and said, hey, I'm so-and-so, uh, Yeah. just so you know, you are being recorded, I'm wearing this body cam. Yeah. And it's a quick little script, and then do you know why I stopped you today? Oh, okay, yeah. Well, right there, you're telling them that they're being audio and visually recorded. Nice. And that's the way it should be, you know. And you know what? So I'm not for or against them, but, you know. But you know what? People tend to act different when they're being recorded. It's true. You know, so. Um, Well, we rambled. We did. So, you know, I think think we'll wrap this one up. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, I'm sure for the next time we'll have a lot more to talk about as yeah. well. How about we just talk about this real quick? Every Monday night, uh, live music, 
Kasho Heritage Ice Cream. Heritage Ice Cream. Yep. Right across the street from the uh, pavilion in Lowell on the boulevard. We will be there. On occasion, we might not be there. But, however, it is a charity night. Uh, there is a small fee to get in. Nope. So the car show and the um, concert are free. Oh, okay. Everything is free. Nice. All right. Uh, it, I highly recommend their ice cream. Their ice cream is delicious at Heritage. Yes, it is. And, you know. And that's going to be all summer long. All and summer that's, long. And that's, that's in I partnership. I think it's till September. Yeah. So that's in partnership um, with friends of ours. 1A Auto. 1A Auto. Yep. Uh, who is the largest um, auto parts, aftermarket auto parts dealer on the internet. Uh, they have a, a brother and two brothers that started it out of their garage. Uh, accidentally. Have, yep, accidentally. We're actually friends with them. Rick Green uh, in there. Brother Mike. Yeah, and Mike. But what is John's title now? He's the public relations manager. All right, so John was on our podcast a while ago before he, he got this job. So, um, so yeah, we, we work well with other veterans and and first responder businesses, especially ones that support us. So, so yeah, shout out to Heritage Ice Cream. But, you know, uh, if you guys are in Lowell, it's a great time. Yeah. Um, it's really from 6 to 9, but cars will start showing up around, like, 5 o'clock. And you said they cycle in. They don't just sit there. No, nope, yeah, they don't. Some guys will leave and other some guys guy, will come, right? A lot of guys will stay for the entire duration. Mm-hmm. It also depends on what other car shows are that night. That's true. Um, it costs them nothing to park there. Oh, that's good too. So you know, because I know other places. That's why I was kind of hesitant. I know when I used to have a car, a show car, it was twenty bucks to park. Yep. Nope. They and, don't charge anything. Yeah. What they do is they give you when you come in, you get raffle tickets. So ah, it's you yes. can it's a door prize. Yep. Uh, and you fill it out, and you can get whatever. Mm-hmm. And then people vote on the best car there that night. Yep. And you get a trophy. Oh, that's cool. And they do fifty-fifty raffles. They yep. do a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and don't we know the winner last week? Yeah, me. <laughs> I believe it. I, I was surprised. I yeah. I was like, oh, I'll take uh, two two sets of tickets. Yeah, and you know it was ten bucks. Yeah. for two sets of tickets. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll take it. And sure enough, they called my number. I'm like, oh, look at that's me. Yeah. So all the money that gets raised um, for the car show and the concert mm-hmm. is through do- donations, um, and all the money at the end of the. The season, Se- right? season, the series will be presented as a check to us on be from Heritage Ice Cream and One A Auto. Nice. Um, we just decided to do it that way instead of taking the money every week. Yeah, I, I think uh-huh. it's a lot makes more sense to do a, a big check at the end, mm-hmm. um, and then all three get publicity, yeah. get the names out there. And the and the good thing is, is well, you know, when you do the big check at the end, it actually you see the volume. Oh, that you do. Yeah, opposed to going, oh, 13, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 so, you bucks, know, whatever. Cause... I know how much we had uh, in the cans mm-hmm. um, that we put out. But they give incentive to the workers to try to push exactly. the volunteers and stuff. So, I mean, that's that's Bob Howard. Yes. And Bob, but Robert, but yeah, he's a real good guy. He's a local guy. He supports everybody and everything. And if you go someplace, if you don't know who he is, oh, by the way, if you go someplace and you don't know who he is, and then you f- see who he is, you go, "Oh my God, I see that guy everywhere." He's yeah. just a real good dude, he humble really dude, is. and he's he really been there is. forever. So you know, so every once again, every Monday night, guys, come on out to Heritage Farm Ice Cream in Lowell, right on the uh, boulevard, um, right across from the Merrimack River, mm-hmm. and have some ice cream, enjoy some good music, bands, and whatnot. And they have regular food there too. They do. They do they have do. burgers. They have chicken fingers and all that. They other have stuff, their so. seasoned lobster roll. Yep, and you can yeah you can dine delicious. in or you can go out. Oh, really? Nice. Got it last time. But, you know, let's wrap it up. And uh, once again, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. Or you can text TALK HELP BLUE 
whatever you want to 741-741 or my favorite line, dial 911. All right, buddy. Thanks for joining us. For This will be the ninth Battlecast. And, uh, Battlecast Welcome back, nine. Chris. I appreciate I it. I missed you. I missed uh, being here. Yeah. All right. But you Thanks, know, sir. we'll uh, see you guys next time. Yeah, till next time. Thanks a lot.